Welcome to the Christian Music Ministries podcast, featuring interviews, stories, thoughts on music and worship and life in the Spirit, as well as the latest news from CML. Welcome to the second episode of the Christian Music Ministries podcast. Once again this month, we're going to be sharing with you one of Roger's interviews that he has put together for the radio station SouthBirminghamRadio.com and for their weekly show, which is called Heart and Soul on Wednesday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. This interview was recorded last year at Spring Harvest 2018 with Sue Rinaldi. So we'll jump straight in and play that for you now. Well, I'm here at Spring Harvest Minehead and I've got uh, Sue Rinaldi with me. And many of you will know that name, will have probably seen her in action. Sue, tell us a little bit about yourself. Start with your relationship with Spring Harvest. Well, I've been at Spring Harvest, which is a, a large Easter event that just takes in thousands of people at different Butlin sites. And I've been involved with Spring Harvest for just uh, so many years. Like, I, I can't even remember how many years. Probably over, uh, well, yeah, I'd rather no, not don't, mention don't it. No, don't guess that one. <laughs> but um, first of all, I think I was involved with the kids' work. I yeah. toured with a guy called Ishmael. And we know, well, most of us know Ishmael so well. Yeah, and, and I was songs, part yeah. of his Glory Company band. Oh, and so right. I basically did like three weeks back to back, jumping up and down in the Glory Company, playing electric guitar. So that was my first kind of entrance into Spring Harvest. And then I've been involved with the youth work, uh, with After Hours, being an artist and doing concerts. Uh, then I've been involved in various worship teams. And I think yeah. more recently I've been involved with leading worship in the main venue, which used to be a big top marquee, which yeah. still is in some sites, but it's changed a little at it's my changed. head. We're in the skyline. Yeah. Have you been leading worship this year? At no, Harvest? not this year, no, but I'm involved with the live worship album, so I kind of produce A&R, oversee the whole live worship album, which is probably one of our biggest flagship albums, which basically just takes in recording all the different breaks, all the different sites, yeah. and I get involved with that. Well, so your gifting is, is much more than just jumping up and down with Ishmael. <laughs> yeah. I know you sing, and you play guitar. Yes, I do, uh, so... And the other, yeah. are there gifts that you're not telling us about yet? Uh, well, I mean, obviously people know me mainly as a musician, an artist, and a worship leader, so obviously I sing, I play guitar, I write songs. Also, I help develop other people in their songwriting. I do a lot of training for musicians, but also I do a lot of writing articles. So I do feature articles for different magazines, yes. but also Liberty and Sorted, which Liberty is a, 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 a magazine for women and Sorted is a magazine for, ma for men. And what sort of subject would you be covering on these? Oh, it can be anything from music to, to creativity. More recently, I did an interview about uh, T.D. Jakes' daughter, Sarah, and I had a little podcast with her in, in America. Oh, fantastic. And I also wrote about um, being an ambivert. Uh, you'll have to tell us okay. more about that one. An ambivert is, if you've heard of extrovert and you've yes. heard of introvert, well actually those two boxes are quite um, polarised at times, mm. and an ambivert is where you have a little bit of the extrovert qualities and a little bit of the introvert qualities, and so it talks about that kind of quite large middle ground that actually quite a lot of people fit into. So I suspect quite a lot of folks listening to this <laughs> actual broadcast will think, maybe I'm an ambivert after all and and is this problematic not at all i think it's good i think and I, i'm an ambivert actually because um like everyone thinks an extrovert's great they're the people you want at party they're people yes. you want to invite around your house they're gregarious 
And there's a lot about that that's, that's really good. You know, they, they recharge by being with others. And I think a lot of people have felt quite um, apologetic about not being like that. Yes. You know, yes. And whereas introverts, they've, I think they've had a bit of bad press because people always think of them as being, you know, secluded and exclusive and they love to recharge by themselves so they don't always like being with other people but actually when you do a lot of um, research a lot of the great creatives and inventors were actually more introverted yes that's true but that's true, if yes. you're not one or the other then what are you so the ambivert is, is someone who I think is like me they they can be very gregarious and they can I'm a night person so in a party or in a restaurant I'll be there to the bitter end but actually there's a lot of me that, that wants to kind of hide away and research and read and listen to music and develop develop my own thoughts and away from people so it's like what box do you fit in so ambivert sue you've told us a bit about yourself um what's one of your most well-known songs well uh, i think i'm i'm most well known if people have a good memory for being part of a band called Heartbeat. Oh, indeed, And yes. uh, that was way back in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, a lot of the reason for that is we released songs into the charts, like Tears From Heaven, The Winner, and we, with Tears From Heaven, we got into the charts and we got on all the top pop programs like Top of the Pops, the Saturday morning programs. We got on all the music magazines like Smash Hits. I was interviewed by Radio 1, Channel 4. We, 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 it was just like big press yeah and this and, uh, was secular music yes music, yep. yeah and um, tears from heaven was basically a song about um not using church language or christian language or cliches but actually talking about the kind of world we live in and the intelligent design which is god how god feels about us as people so tears from heaven is about how god feels about people who go their own way or have no knowledge of god or turn their back on god so it, it was more of a poetic song, but it had theological undertones, and yeah, it got into the charts. We've just got to listen to that song too. We're going to listen to Tears From Heaven with Sue Rinaldi. Talking to Sue Rinaldi on Heart and Soul on uh, South Birmingham Radio. That, that was a secular song that we've just listened to, Sue. Where does your, your overtly Christian faith and musical expression come in? Well, I, I spent most of my growing up years and teenage years not in church. I didn't believe in God. I didn't come from a Christian background. I never. I, did, I thought it was all actually total fabrication, fantasy, rubbish. Um, and then a Youth for Christ team came into my secondary school and uh, 
it, it just totally changed so many of my friends' lives. So a lot of my friends, they made a decision to follow Jesus and to find out about faith. I was a little bit more skeptical. Uh, I was very suspicious. I was very cautious. And I basically kept my distance, apart from the fact they wanted to sing praise songs to their newfound God. And I played guitar and sang. So they asked me to go into their meetings and lead their songs of worship. And that was really my first encounter as a worship leader, which yeah. I've been doing now yeah. since making a decision for Christ. So when did you make that decision? Because when this I was, was a about, brave thing for them to do yeah, to it start was, with. It was very brave. I belonged before I believed. Uh, you know, it was like, yeah. come yeah. and come and join in. And, and I began to understand a lot more about not just the the essence of faith but the experience of faith and actually the fact that Jesus was alive so that probably happened to me when I was about 15 and then I made a decision soon after that and then from that word go I the whole thing about a newfound faith a newfound dynamic changing life love it, it wasn't about the facts and the figures it wasn't just about it was something changed in me and in my friends that I could not deny and that obviously had an expression in my songs. How could it not? As a, okay. as a songwriter, you write about life. My life had changed. So I started writing songs, not just to do in concerts, but songs of praise and worship to sing with my friends who'd become Christians. And that was my journey into leading worship, which has taken me all around the world. <laughs> what an amazing story. Yeah. Um, Give us one of your, your, your well-known Christian songs, or shall we say the post-Christian era songs. Yeah, well I guess um, a lot of people have sung things like Creation Praise, which um, is a song uh, basically looking at the created world and the God behind the created world. Mm -hmm. There's also a song called Holy River, which is basically one about uh, the whole experience of being called close to God, that we can actually... Yes not just touch just a little bit of it but we can jump in with our whole lives so that's the one i know of yours so well it's been such a blessing to me i've even used that in my worship seminars but not just that i think you've encouraged many people to jump into the yeah. holy river and uh, i think we'd like to listen to that one now okay Excuse me, please. 
Spring Harvest, not leading at the big top, as it were, at the front, but you're doing lots of other things now, and where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, not only do I make my own music, but I love making music for others, so I'm part of Essential Christian, which oversees all of the Spring Harvest, and also we release albums, so we work with artists, uh, all kinds of people, I mean, and all age, like Doug Hawley, uh, Jonathan Vieira, um, Nick and Becky Drake, so a lot of my involvement is making music for others and taking the whole production process from beginning to end you know, that which I love wonderful you're really you're an enabler as well as you've been at the front yourself but you're now enabling others to release their ministry yes and I think as as someone who is still going out and doing concerts and leading worship I understand what it's like from a a performer, artist, writer point of view, but now I understand it from an industry point of view. <laughs> so yeah. you get a really good 360 degree understanding of music, the industry, how to create content, how to keep the songs fresh. Uh, I spend a lot of time encouraging songwriters, going to various festivals and churches and training their musicians and worship teams. So as well as being a practitioner, I also love to train others and coach others. That's terrific. Now, people listening to this, I know there'll be some folks saying, well, I need some help like that. <laughs> How can they get in touch with you and your organisation to ask for this help? Well, my my website is uh, suenaldi.net. So www.suenaldi.net. And there you can contact me and just ask me. Um, that's probably easier than giving you. Or you can find me on Facebook or Twitter and just just ask just ask a question just see if i can come to your area i've just completed a weekend at an elim church in st albans uh, where i've been training their their team their musicians their singers uh, and also leading worship at their meetings so and would you be willing to come to birmingham oh yes of course. <laughs> even birmingham yeah even birmingham and, <laughs> oh, that, and i've done wonderful. that a lot around the world i've, I've had a lot of um kind of cons- training consultancy with churches in america with australia in norway and switzerland so i i, I love um, I think it's the whole kind of taking people where they are, finding yeah. the potential, and just encouraging them onwards. Because if I hadn't had that, you know, it's the same thing. It's payback, yeah. isn't it? It is. People it do is. that to us, we yeah. then give it back. And, yeah. and I think that's great because it just keeps the cycle of creativity, of momentum going. And, it, and to believe in others is, is, is so wonderful because people have believed in us, haven't they? <laughs> Well, we wouldn't be here now if they hadn't, so <laughs> exactly. I can identify that with you. Exactly. Just tell us again, so people are listening, where, how do they get in touch? SueRinaldi.net is the website. SueRinaldi.net. Yeah. R-I-N-A-L-D-I is the surname. Or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Um, and I think on my website, my new album's there, Ethos V1, which is a whole yep. kind of collection of, of not just songs that can be used corporately, but also songs that can be used as a standalone song or, uh, you can play it to people. You can give this album to people that don't yeah. yet know Christ. 
it, it's it's an interesting unraveling of textures and music and beats and there's also a dance remix at the end an EDM remix yes that's really exciting so thank you so much in a minute we're going to play one of those tracks from your new album but I must ask you one more thing um, I, you, you, you told me before this chat you'd been involved with the Iranian church and I've just been talking to them also this week at Spring Harvest tell us what's been your involvement with them well it's quite uh, recent actually it's called Elam Ministries and they're quite present here at Spring Harvest and really I went to their headquarters and recorded some I played guitar for an Iranian singer and recorded eight programs that then get satellited over to not just Iran but um, all the all the countries nearby the kind of more Muslim speaking countries because the Christians I mean what do they do where do they gather so a lot of the the communication and encouragement is via satellite radio television so yeah I was involved in learning which was really quite a challenge for me as a guitarist learning Iranian You're rhythms learning, on a guitar and is it very different it, from it is, European? Yes, it is it made me realize just how how Western I was <laughs> yeah but, but presumably they they love to worship the Lord oh yes, in their own yeah, cultural yes, style totally. and actually they've taken some well-known songs like older songs like Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power. Good old no, Pentecostal a really song. good old one, yes. And they sing that in their language. In their language. And yeah. it was only like halfway through I thought, I think I know this. Because yeah. of the chords and the, chords, the chord changes. Yeah. But it, I love doing it and, I, and hopefully I'll do it again and get more involved. That is immense, Sue. Sue, Sue Rinaldi, <laughs> thank you so much for Pleasure. talking to me. It's a privilege to talk to you and to you. hear a little bit more about what's going on. Uh, Give us one track that you'd love us to listen to from your latest album. Well, I think if you want something kind of upbeat, Wonderful Love is really good. It's a buoyant, upbeat song about regardless of times and seasons and all the things that change and happen in our life, there is one love that remains constant. Wonderful Love, Sue Rinaldi. Thank you very much. Thank you.
So that was Roger's interview with Sue Rinaldi and a huge thanks to Sue for allowing us to use clips of her music on this recording. Do seek out more of Sue's material. She's already shared her website, suerinaldi.net. But also um, you can download that new album of hers. It's called Ethos Volume 1 and that's available from her website but also from all of your regular download sites. Towards the end of that interview, Roger and Sue spoke a little bit about Elam Ministries. And while he was at Spring Harvest last year, he interviewed a few people from Elam. So I thought we could hear those recordings now. So here we are. We're uh, watching these young people busking uh, here in, at Butlins. I've got with me... Nick. Nick and from... Elam Ministries. From Elam Ministries. What does that actually do, Nick? So Elam exists to strengthen and expand the church in Iran and beyond, actually. Yeah. It really is a church growing and expanding in Iran. Not only that, it is the fastest growing church in the world at the moment. The fastest growing church in the world, which probably can't be a too easy situation. It isn't. It's very difficult to be a Christian in Iran. There's all sorts of uh, pressures on them, uh, possibility of imprisonment and things like that. But uh, if anything, the... The way the government is uh, treating them is actually it's ex- encouraging the expansion of the church. As persecution increases, so the church grows. I guess we've heard that before in other situations. Indeed. What can we over here, in the total seemingly security and peaceful, and it's easy to be a Christian over here, what can we do for the, for the church in Iran? Well, there are, uh, prayer is absolutely vital. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been blessed to work with the ministry and speak with a number of people who um, have been in prison for their faith and they always say uh, everyone I've spoken to has said that they can really sense when people are praying for them so uh, we would certainly encourage that and it's not just though a a story of persecution actually one of the things that we're doing is really trying to uh, spread the message about the good news about what actually is happening over there and it is a good news story Uh, I I think one of the big big things that we try to do is we try to share the scriptures Uh, we try to share God's words with uh, and, and actually there's a wonderful quote uh, or video that I've seen of our founder who talks about this desire for anyone who wants to uh, receive God's word should be able to do that. And because the Bible is banned in Iran, it's, it's very difficult. But actually, we have ways of sharing it with, uh, with Iranians over there. Uh, and that's a part of our ministry that is so important. So um, supporting us to be able to share the scriptures. And how, how can we support you other than praying, which is absolutely Praying, amazing. yeah. I mean, um, financial support would be wonderful. It costs about... Uh, nine pounds to get a, a Bible um, to an Iran, uh, Iranian Christian. It um, costs nine pounds to get a Bible, one single Bible. One, yeah, one single Bible, wow. um, and and quite a lot of risk goes into doing that. Actually, the the risks are, are many, um, but yeah, it's about nine pounds, and we also. Um, from an evangelistic point of view, actually, the New Testament is something that we share a huge number of. We've shared, I think, 1.6 million New Testaments in Iran to date. Um, and amazing, they are amazing. actually, they obviously have the, the Gospels, and that's something that people want to receive. So that's about four pounds, uh, four to five pounds for us to send a, a New Testament to Iran. Okay, so people are listening uh, today on South Birmingham Community Radio. It's on the internet, so it could be worldwide. Where, where do they do? Where, where can they so, email, write to you? Yeah, absolutely. But the best best option is to go to elam.com. Elam.com. E-L-A-M.com. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a button there that allows them to find out more about uh, the, the ministry, uh, what's going on in Iran, uh, and, and to potentially uh, donate money towards our, our mission if that's what they'd like to do. Nick, uh, just tell me a little bit now about the Iranian church, uh, about music and worship. Do they do it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
So one of the interesting things about the, the church in Iran is that it's, it's an underground church. It's, it's small groups of people maybe meeting in a house. Um, and when they do it, they have to be very discreet. So um, they, they keep an eye out for people who might be uh, watching them. But they also they don't, they don't talk loudly. They don't sing loudly. A lot of it is done sort of a, a very quietly. And what's interesting is when you come, then they come out of the country, as many of them do, sadly, because of the, the challenges of being a Christian there, um, and they come to a country like the UK where they are free to be able to worship the Lords, boy, do they go and do that. They absolutely, <laughs> they shout it from the rooftops. And it's really, it's great to hear. And, and many, I've spoken to many people here this week who have Iranians who are members of their churches, and they say what a difference, actually, they bring to the congregation. They really do. There's something very special about the way that they... Um, yeah, they, they just share their faith. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess not only do they mean it, but they appreciate it. They really do, really, really yeah. do. So, um, and it's and it's a big part of them. They're very their culture is is all about poetry and music and yeah, they, they so it's a, it's a big part of it. And we part of our ministry, we have a. Um, a worship team we create um, worship programs uh, which are broadcast into the country on satellite television um, and actually does give the give people an opportunity perhaps to worship in a way that might be similar to worshiping in the church I mean they they at least have the music and they can see the lyrics and and all that kind of stuff and yeah. just hear a little bit of it but it is um, yeah. yeah and just tell me the, the, the there's the church in Iran yeah. what sort of worship songs do they sing some of the songs that we would sing here but in Iranian uh, I I'm not an expert, but yeah, certainly there are some songs. And when we get together at our office here in the UK and we worship, actually, we'll sing some verses in English and then some verses in, versions in, uh, verses in per, uh, Persian as well. So uh, yeah, they, 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 it's a mixture. Some of them, though, there are there are some specific Persian songs. Um, yes. One of my colleagues is a is a composer, and he's composed some songs that are they're, they're wonderful to hear. I, I can't say that I know what they mean, but you but you, you get a sense know. of it just by listening. Nick, that is just amazing. Thanks for sharing that with me. Perhaps a lot more folks will be able to pray and know a lot more about what's going on and when the, where the church is still alive and kicking and actually growing. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank you. That was Roger Jones talking to Nick from Elam Ministries. If you'd like to know more about them, go to their website. It was elam.com, um, E-L-A-M.com. Now that all that remains is to tell you about what's been going on here at Christian Music Ministries. At the end of March, we had a wonderful weekend doing spirit works at St. John's Ilkley. And then by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have led a worship works event at the Applethwaite Centre in Windermere, Cumbria. Now, if you don't know about spirit works or worship works, these are actually books that we wrote a few years ago. And they're available from our website, www.cmm.com. .org.uk. But they're just teaching on music in worship and life in the spirit. And they're really, really good. And we lead days based upon those books. And then um, just coming up on the 27th of April, it's a Saturday, Annie's going to be leading From Pharaoh to Freedom in a Day at Hinckley Methodist in Leicestershire. And singers and audience are absolutely welcome. So if you'd like to know more about that, um, do contact me. It's events at cmm.org.uk to find out more. And then on the 3rd to the 5th of May, I'm going to be leading worship at the Women's World Day of Prayer Why Pray Conference. It's a special conference for young women. So if you know any young women who might be interested, do put them in touch. Um, It's on the Women's World Day of Prayer website where they can book and find out lots of information. The weekend's going to be at Swanwick in Derbyshire. So do encourage people to come along to that. It's always a terrific weekend. 
And then on the 18th of May, Annie's leading yet another musical in a day. This time it's Apostle at um, a Methodist church in Basingstoke. So if you would like to know more about that, do get in touch again, events at cmm.org.uk. And then finally, at the end of May, we've got our first music week of the year. It's Wildfire at Rydal Hall in Ambleside, Cumbria, from the 27th to the 31st of May. Um, I understand that Rydal Hall is, is completely full that week, but do be praying for Roger and Annie and the team as they lead that week. So finally, it's our CMM Song of the Month. And as this podcast comes out, it will be Holy Week. So I thought I'd share with you a song that kind of covers a bit of both the crucifixion and the resurrection. Uh, This one comes from Two Sisters and a Funeral, which is about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And you'll hear the characters speaking briefly in the song. But this song combines a, a wonderful tune Roger's written to the old hymn, Abide With Me. And then... um. Devon, who plays the part of Lazarus, sings over the top the words, on a cross like a crook. And of course, Abide With Me ends with an absolutely wonderful resurrection words. um, Where is death sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. So do listen to that, enjoy it. Let the words uh, sink deep into you. And this is Abide With Me on a cross like a crook from Two Sisters and a Funeral hope that you're able to join us next month for the next podcast. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me, abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, So full of love, so 
pass on by without a thought. For love that dares to love like this, how can we pass on by and not look up to the face of one who loves? Robbers. Oh, couldn't they spare us that? No. No, isn't this what he promised? I am the resurrection and the life. Can it be true? Oh, the deep, deep love.